Welcome to the VIP Ignite podcast, your source for tomorrow's talent today. Hear real-life stories of models, actors, and musicians breaking down barriers, launching careers, and sharing their stories of overcoming obstacles and finding real success. They will activate the winner in you by revealing the path with their best tips and advice. everyone. My name is Denise White and I am the host of the Coffee in the Green Room podcast. Here in Coffee in the Green Room, we have those conversations that you may not have in front of the stage, but you have before you get on stage. Today, I am so excited to have entrepreneur Don Haley here. Don, thank you so much for being here on the podcast with me. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. So you are a pretty serious entrepreneur. So can you tell my audience a little bit about yourself and how you got started? Yeah, it was a uh, it was humble beginnings. So I came from a middle class family. I grew up uh, in Sarasota, Florida. Uh, went to high school in Venice, and uh, I was a prep cook, dishwasher. I uh, paid for my own way through college. Right? So I started in community college because I know you're. I'm telling this story because I know uh, your audience is maybe in the younger demographic and maybe want to hear the full entrepreneurship journey. Right. Yeah. So I started as a prep cook, dishwasher, bar back, whatever I could do to really get myself into college because I was sold a dream. Right. I was sold. If you get your college degree, you'll be able to be successful. You know, the American dream. Right. Yeah. So I got my college degree. Oh, I got uh, honor society at my community college that I paid for and then uh, went to University of South Florida. So when I went to USF. I was like, what do I want to study? Uh, and I was a bar back at the time. And I always. I always stress finding a mentor, and this is why. So when I was a bar back, it was a it was at a high end uh, it was at a high end environment, for uh, uh, it's like a community for like wealthy people, right? So in that environment, I met a mentor that was a VP at Morgan Stanley, and he was like, "Hey, you know, I know you're going to accounting, or I know you're going to USF. So I know you're going to USF. I'll introduce you to the dean, <clears throat> and you should discuss about the potential opportunities in business." So I met with the dean and the dean suggested to go accounting because uh, USF was a top 50 accounting school. And uh, so I decided, okay, I'll be an accountant. Uh, That decision set me on my life path, right? That mentor set me on that life path. So while in in college, uh, I did the whole social thing. I was in a fraternity, but I was also in like the honor society for accounting. And uh, it was called Beta Alpha Psi. And... um, Ultimately, what I what I discovered was, okay, I'm able to do a lot of these things. I'm able to be dynamic. I'm able to be a high, high, uh, high functioning social guy. I was, I was a social chair running events and parties for uh, my uh, school or my my social circle, not my school. Um, and then uh, from there, uh, I was still doing the bar backing, bartending thing. I was still working jobs, right? Because I was still paying my own way. Yeah. And uh you know, this is a lesson of just <clears throat> determination, right? It's like, it's not, e- it's not an easy path, right? So I'm working, um, a social guy, um, studying one of the hardest, uh, business majors, right? The Dean was like, you know, accounting is the top 50. We're, we're one of the most difficult, you know, it's one of the most difficult, difficult studies to do at the university of South Florida. So it wasn't an easy path. And I remember all my peers and I was like, you know, hosting events, doing the social thing, and all these, you know, they're all, they're all accountants, right? They're like, how is this guy able to do all this? And then also still get, you know, high GPA honor society. Right. So uh, I just always found like, found myself uh, being able to be dynamic. So 
I'm just showing how like what's possible, right? Like you can yeah. pretty much do anything if you just put your mind to it. So, uh, you know, I was high functioning in all of those areas. And then I ended up getting an offer at Ernst & Young. So Ernst & Young is a big four accounting firm. I uh, worked at Ernst & Young for a couple of years. I got my CPA license. And uh, so I'm certified uh, public accountant. Right. And, you know, while I was at Ernst & Young, you know, I was sold the dream. You know, you get there, you they treat you like royalty when you're like an intern. And then, you know, you, you go back to school for a little bit to get your fifth year and your credits for your CPA. And then you come back full time. Right. Yeah. So then in turn, I was super sold. I was like, oh, this place is amazing. They're flying me around. They're putting me up in the nicest hotels, the W Atlanta. It's like, oh, this is the this is the life. Right. Uh, so then you get you get to the real world and you join them as a staff. Well, <clears throat> As a staff, you're pretty much like you're working 16 hours a day, six days a week, especially in busy season. And for me, <clears throat> busy season was an interesting thing, right? So uh, because I was a high performer and initially I got put on a, uh, a a project that's only like you only go on like a project that's not year round, right? Mm -hmm. So it's a, you get put, I got put on a project that was only for like the busy season. It, it was like uh, the... <clears throat> Yeah, uh, those little Moroccan oil shampoos. I don't know if I'm sure you've oh, seen yeah, yeah, yeah. Blue yeah, so I audited that company. They're a massive, uh, huge company. And uh, that was my first client. And basically, I got transferred to another busy season because there's different quarter. Every quarters, like every business, every ma major corporation has a different year end, which creates a busy season, right? Yeah. Makes sense. So... I rolled off of that one onto another one and then onto another one. And then I said, so I went on six busy seasons in a row and I'm sure you can imagine I was like burnt out. Right. I can imagine. Uh, most, most people only get one or two a year. Right. So at most, and I went six busy seasons in a row and I was burnt out. I was 40 pounds overweight because if you got to think, imagine this, like you're at your audit room, you're in an audit room. So an audit mm -hmm. room is a table full of six uh, auditors. You have your staff, your senior, your senior staff, your managers, and then the partners in VC, uh, uh, not VCs, uh, your senior managers, that's what it was called. Uh, they would be, you know, they would pop in every now and then, right? So it's mainly your managers or seniors and your staff. Oh, well, you're sitting there and you're getting, you're there all day behind a laptop. You're there all day. So flirt, and now I understand health now and I understand how important it is to be in the sun, how important it is to get sunlight, how important it yeah. is to eat healthy foods that aren't microwaved, that aren't shipped in full of seed oils, right? This is also an important lesson. So yeah. I was wondering why, like, why do I feel this way? Why do mm -hmm. I feel so depressed? Why do I feel miserable? Why am I 40 pounds overweight? Well, they're shipping in food and plastic every day, right? So getting all these microplastics, getting all these seed oils, getting all these toxins yeah. in my body because it's, you know, restaurants, ultimately they have a lot of things in them, right? So yeah, it's just a good frame to understand about health and awareness. So like awareness creates power, right? Yeah. So um. I looked around my audit room one day. And I was like, man, like, I'm, I don't like my body. I don't like who I am. Like I'm a, I'm a shell of who I used to be. Uh, and, you know, I, I thought this was the dream. I thought I was, you know, I did the thing. I did the five years of school. I got honors. I did, I got my CPA license. One of the hardest things to get in the world. Like one of the hardest certifications to get in the world. I got, uh, I did all the checkbox. I'm at Ernst & Young, the big four accounting firm, right? Like I did the whole thing. I did the yeah. game. At the highest levels, I'm auditing the biggest companies in the world, Verizon, Jable, Tech Data, like Fortune 100 companies, Fortune 500 companies. And I'm sitting in the rooms with the biggest players, right? So I'm understanding how these things work. And I was like, man, this doesn't feel like what I want to do. Yeah. So I ended up leaving Ernst & Young and I, um, 
started a CPA firm uh, where I perform CFO services for uh, seven and eight, well, eight figure entrepreneurs, honestly, uh, in private equity and real estate. So I really started to learn the investing game there. So okay. I'm, I'm setting the foundation of why, what I'm doing now and, you know, why this is, you know, this is like the foundation of who I am in, uh, in finance. Right. Yeah. So, uh, and also the discovery of like entrepreneurship is it wasn't easy, right? Like, yeah, it's, uh, so before I started my CPA firm was successful, I went all in on an event company. Right. And that ended up failing. It put me in $50,000 of credit card debt. Uh, and then I went to Tony Robbins and I reframed my CPA license. And that's when I saw the opportunity for, uh, the CPA firm. Right. Did you go to business Uh, mastery or UPW? I've done them all, but that initial yeah. event was UPW and nice. uh, yeah, it just, he does a lot of cool exercises. Yeah. Um, and then I met this guy, Nick. So I had my CPA firm, my partner in the event company that failed. His name was Ratmir. Uh, we, we saw this guy, Nick on a mastermind and we ended up working for him for free for a year uh, and built a global keynote speaking brand while, you know, wow. and we partnered with Tony Robbins, uh, within a year and a half, two years, China tours. So that really set me on the journey for personal wow. development. Right. So back to Tony, we've been to business mastery day with destiny 15, like we've been to 15 total. I've been to 15 total events, uh, nice. for Tony. So that's all in me, right. As me, yeah. as you would say, right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so it's, um, it's a great foundation to build on. I have the resources and tools necessary to really help people, uh, succeed in human performance and, uh, investing in general. So, this led me on the journey of personal development. I uh, worked with them gratefully for four years. I exited last year in 2022. Uh, and then since I, I've been, well, I, I was a brand consultant marketer for a while. And then now I primarily focus on my mastermind called Gridmasters. So what is Gridmasters? Uh, Gridmasters is a mastermind for entrepreneurs to really capitalize on the bull run. Uh, because I believe that it, the main problem I, I saw and the main problem I'm I solved is that entrepreneurs and business owners would, or even just investors in general, they would follow, they would do two things. They would follow trends, hype trends, which we saw this week, right? Uh, Bitcoin started crushing. I think it's up 20% this week. Yep. And uh, they would follow friends, right? So back to the trends part, uh, I teach positioning because the key element uh, to success in the markets is positioning. All the smart investors have been buying since March or before even, right? The bull run yeah. officially started in October of 2022, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, that's a year ago that, you know, people have been dollar cost averaging, accumulating. You're not putting your entire bag in. You're not putting your entire, uh, you know, financial portfolio in, but you're you're buying, you're seeing when there's more confirmations, you're putting more in, right? That's yeah. effective risk management. So that's what we teach. We we teach not to FOMO. We, we teach that risk is not required to get rich. It's uh, It's yeah. research. The more research you have is the more wealthy you can become, right? So yeah, uh, I learned this from a mentor who spent six decades in the markets, uh, managed a billion dollars in assets because I sought him out primarily because I was like, how do these market cycles work, right? I had a friend that lost eight figures, ten over $10 million in the crypto markets wow. because he didn't understand um, market cycles. And I saw how he felt. I saw his energy. I saw like how, you know, because the wins are great. You know, it feels yeah. great to win, but it feels a lot worse to lose because you're like, oh, what I could have had, right? He yeah. beat the game. He beat the matrix, right? And then now he lost that much wealth, right? So it's like yeah. now he has to get back in the game, you know? Uh, but that's all part of it, right? So it's all yeah. part of the journey. It's all part of the lessons. It's all part of who we are as humans. The failures are going to come. There's no perfect life, right? Like I said, that business that failed, right? Like I've lost money in the markets as well, right? So it's all comes down to 
learning and moving forward, right? Because you're going to fail. It's going to happen. Every single time you do anything of great, you're going to fail multiple times to get to the outcome you want, right? It's going to happen. Uh, so, you know, and I know I went on a long tangent there of how I got started in entrepreneurship, where I'm at now and what I'm doing. So if you have any, if you want to have any follow-up questions or any questions there, like, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I do, you've shared the stage with some of the greatest minds in our time right now. So can mm-hmm. you talk about going, getting, going from where you started? Okay. So you started as a bar back, you started in accounting then you saw, you're like, okay, you know what? This isn't the life I want. A lot of a lot of my audience will totally relate to what you're saying because mm-hmm. you know what we, I mean, I know personally, I was told, okay, you need to go to college and get your four-year degree. I went to Temple University. I got my degree in English and now here I am. <laughs> That's like, yeah. why, why do we believe that? But it's, it's what we were taught. Mm-hmm. So can you talk about going from like that to where you are now? Like you, again, you've shared the stage with some of the biggest na- people names that everyone knows what is that like for you yeah i mean uh well i just want to touch on the education system right or the system in general and then i'll mention the you know what it's like to be around uh the high profile people uh so the education system right is designed in a way for people there's a similar there's a similar system across all education financial education regular education it's just like it's designed in a way for people not to think critically to not think to win right so you know, I went, I can say this because I went to the highest levels of, you know, business education, you know, like, I mean, I didn't do the MBA, but like accounting is pretty high level education mm-hmm. and yeah. you know, to get a CPA. I mean, there's really not many other certifications that you can say are more credentialed, right? So sure. I've done super high level education and ultimately uh, it didn't make, I mean, foundationally it's in me and it definitely supports me, you know, as a financial expert. But what I'm saying is it's not something that has you successful in business, right? Yeah. Because business and creating companies and creating, you know, being an entrepreneur, it's great to have accounting schools for sure, for sure. But like maybe, you know, I'm not sure what you would learn in a marketing degree or a social, you know, a social, any of the other uh, kind of degrees that would be actually beneficial for you. So like, you know, you see like Andrew Tate talking about like, don't go to school. He just bought university.com. Like it's a big scam. And, you know, I, I'm in agreement in the sense that the school system is very designed to create people um, that aren't criti- uh, free thinkers that aren't. Yeah, it was, uh, it was little, literally created to the education system as we know it now was literally created to create followers, not leaders. Exactly. Yeah. And if if you want to know like like if you want to know the reason of things, you have to look at the history, right? I actually yeah. just posted this on my Instagram. Is like if you look at the history of how the school system was developed, you understand why. So I could tell a quick story and a metaphor around that. So uh, there was an empire. It was called the Prussian Empire, mm-hmm. and back in the day, they were the most highly educated empire in the history, right? They highly educated their people. They gave them all the free you know free access to the infinite information and the knowledge. So everyone was a free thinker. Everyone is like uh, highly intelligent. Well, then there was a war, a uh, war with the barbarians. And they ended up losing the war because the people that were so highly educated are like, why am I going to die for the Prussian Empire? Why would I do that? Um, doesn't make sense. Why are we going to war with these people? You know what I mean? It doesn't, yeah. and I, I don't understand. So they ended up losing the war. Okay, well, what did they have to do? They had to redesign a system. They had to redesign a system for their for their empire in order to succeed. So what they did, what did they do? They designed a system for the elites where they only educated a certain fraction of their entire population. 
to be free thinkers because you do need yeah. them to evolve a community to evolve a mm -hmm. uh, country right yeah but you don't need everyone to be free thinkers you need actually you need majority of the people to not be free thinkers to mm -hmm. follow the system to follow the structure to go to war for their country right so yeah that, that's the that was the issue that was the main thing that was propagated in the united states uh and they did that in 1888 and they revolutionized the entire school system uh to that specific thing and there was like 13 elite colleges uh, or schools in general for the elite families. Um, and you can look into it. It's called Trivium. So uh, oh. looking into the history, it's, a, it's talking about liberal, liberal arts. And uh, anyways, <laughs> I'm not going deep into that. No, I've, I've heard, I've heard, I've heard a different derivation of that. So yeah. that that's fascinating. Yeah. So when you, when you look into the deeper layers of why things, that's, that's what I do. I research and I say, like, why do things work this way? Why is the world work this way? Why are, why are people operating this way, right? Because yeah. if they had a different set of information, like, you know, what we learned, I'm also an NLP master coach and trainer. And we always, one of the main things you learn is respect people's model of the world because they have different conditioning. They have different models of belief. They have different history mm -hmm. uh, based on, you know, their, you know, their creation. Uh, so yeah. throughout our life, we're given conditions. We're given, uh, you know, since we're born, our mom said not to do this. Our dad said not to do this, or, you yeah. know, took away love. Uh, because you did this or didn't, you know, so you create conditions to survive. We're survival yeah. creatures, right? So uh, back in the historic days, if you uh, did not uh, perform uh, as a society, like you'd be left, you'd be le like, you'd really die, right? If yeah, you didn't, you'd be left to die, literally. Yeah. <laughs> if you didn't, yeah, if you didn't perform truth. as a good society member, you would be left to die. You wouldn't be food, right? You, you yeah. wouldn't be fed food, et cetera. So it's in our DNA, it's in our, you know, it's in our, in our subconscious mind to, Hey, like if we are rejected, we will die. Right. So yeah. in this society, we don't, we've developed a system where you don't even have to leave your house and you can live. You can literally not leave your house. You have instant delivery. You have all this stuff. You don't even have to leave your house anymore. And you can live. You don't need people to survive. Yeah. So it's an interesting dichotomy, but what I'm saying is the conditioning that is placed on us throughout our life creates the model of the world we perceive, right? Yeah. So perception is projection in the sense that when we perceive something, uh, it's through our lens. So mm -hmm. what you say and what I say is completely different or see, I meant to say see, what you see and what I see in a world is completely different based on all of the conditionings of the past, right? Yeah. And what we learn in NLP is uh, the energy that gets stuck in us, like the traumas, the fears, the anger, the that's not released, that's also part of the projection, right? Because mm -hmm. you're projecting the reality you live consistently. So yeah. uh, my thought process on that was, I lost track, I lost track. Where, where, where were we on? Sorry. Uh, <laughs> we, were, we were talking uh, about, um, I was asking about what it was like to go from where you were to sharing stages with some of the greatest uh, minds in the world. Yeah. Okay. So I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll close that loop uh, with just an exercise real quick. So, you know, I want you to think of a dog. What is it? You know, what is the first picture of a dog for you? Probably my, our first family dog. Which was what? He was a mix of a yellow lab and a German shepherd. His name was bear white. <laughs> <laughs> so mine, mine. Yeah. So mine is a German shepherd. His, his name is Max, right? Cause it was my family dog that I grew up with. Right. Yeah. And everyone listened to this probably thought of a different picture of a different dog. Right. Yeah. So that is a, an example of how my words that I'm saying, everything I say is probably, you know, every person listening will resonate at a different level because yeah. they have different experiences, different uh, thoughts, different 
um, reference experiences to the words that I'm saying. So every word has a different association in the language for every person, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, um, and I just wanted to close the loop on the education system there. And that's why like, you know, I'm developing a community and a mastermind is because at the end of the day, there's a lot of injustice around education. Yeah. And I had, I went on a journey of research and, you know, I've hit all these different lanes, like person, you know, like personal growth, like with the NLP stuff and then really understanding the education system and then now investing. Right. So uh, I've been through this journey. I can take people through that journey a lot faster because how I expedite things, how I create things is I find a mentor. I find a guide. I'm like, this person mm -hmm. has done this, this, and this. Yeah. We extract as much information I can out of so I can condense decades into weeks, years, or, you mm -hmm. know, hours. Right. So yeah, for sure. So, uh, you know, people, you know, I know you're on your communities in the younger demographics. So I would seek out mentors. So I'm, I'm a good friend with, uh, Luke Belmar and capital club. And that's a great, uh, entrepreneurship community for young entrepreneurs, digital young entrepreneurs. Uh, and, uh, he, he absolutely crushed. He just launched recently. It's a, a phenomenal community. Um, yeah. Oh, and so and then back to the high profile people. So, so what you were saying was, what does it like to be around high profile people? At the end of the day, people are just people, right? Yeah. Like they all talk, they all walk, they all eat, they all yeah, you know, yeah. they're all the same. It, it the way you provide value to these people is you don't act like they're higher than you. I get yeah. in these rooms and like I'm one with you. I'm a peer, right? The minute you start looking up to people is the minute you're not part of their crew. Yeah. you're not part of their crew, then they're not going to respect you as part of their crew. So it's all an energy thing. Yeah. And that's how I've always been able to position myself in the highest rooms and with the highest people, no matter what group I go into, no matter what environment I'm in, I can go into any environment, find the, find the leaders and be associated with them. Right. Like yeah. that's one of my main, main gifts is because I can recognize greatness in people. Mm -hmm. It's not because, you know, it's with good intentions. Like, okay. How can I get around the best people learn and then add value? Right. Yeah. It's never, I never, like, I actually struggle with asking for support from my, you know, my friend group. That's like, you know, because like, I don't want to take anything. I don't like to take from people. I like to give, you know, it's yeah. like one of my, one of my things. So it's like, how do I uh, position myself and add value to these people? And then naturally these people will generally give, right? Like, oh, they'll yeah. find ways to add value just because of the law of res uh, reciprocity. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah. So yeah. To answer your question i mean that's that's the main thing and the main frame is to understand is don't don't look up to people look you know look with people be on their level um yeah. obviously if they're mentors and stuff like that and you want to learn from them you, you want to you can still do that same frame but you're just you you got to have an open mind you got to be willing yeah. to take in information without it's a different frame of like oh my god i'm talking to this person or hey how can i learn to this person learn from yeah. this person if that makes yeah. sense, it's a different, it's a different question and questions create your reality. So the more questions and the proper questions you ask yourself, that's the reality you're going to create. So, yeah, that's something we talk to our talent about all the time, ask better questions and you'll get better answers. And I love the way that you framed it is that when you're walking in, you're looking for the energy and you're, the first thing you're doing is how can I add value to this person? And then people, when you're working with, when you're surrounding yourself by the right people, they automatically want to add value back to you. So there is that reciprocity. I love that. Yeah. So here's a question I like to ask everyone on the podcast. Cool. What do you want your legacy to be? How do you like in 15, 20, 30, 40, 50 years, how do you want to be remembered? Yeah. Uh, uh, it's got goosebumps. So it's, a, <laughs> uh, I just want to be a support, you know, bringing back the, um, 
you know, a revolutionary and bringing the global shift back to light, right? Let, you know, love and purpose and intention, right? The world's in a really interesting place right now. And they need more leaders. They need more conscious leaders to step up, share their message, show what the, uh, the real path is. Cause like, there's a lot of beautiful, there's a lot of light in this world and it's not really propagated inside the news and the, you know, in the social media, it's a lot in these conscious communities. So like I'm in some really high level. That's why I love masterminds. That's why I love, so I'm creating a mastermind is because I really love that, uh, the community connection. And a lot of the high people I know, they're not like, they're not allowed on social. They're not, you know, like, so it's like mm-hmm. hard to see the, the other side of it. Right. Yeah. Uh, so there needs to be more leaders that step up and convey this message that really show, you know, what the world really can be. I mean, there's so much beauty, there's so much love, there's so much light if people are willing to see it. So that that's my mission is to really be a piece of that puzzle, you know, uh, share, share wisdom, share light uh, and show people the path to, uh, excellence. You know, that's, <laughs> I, I have the formula. So it's, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> yeah. I love that. That's awesome. All right, Don. So how can people find you for my audience? If they want to follow you on social media, where can they find you? Yeah. So my main platform is Instagram. So Instagram.com uh, slash Don Haley or at Don Haley, D-O-N-H-A-Y-L-E-Y. Uh, you'll find me there. Um, and yeah, that's my main platform. So if you just want to reach out to me, shoot me a DM, say, you know, Hey, thank you so much for this message. Or if you want to reach out, if you have any questions, uh, would really appreciate uh, that. So thank you. Awesome. Well, Don, thank you so much for being here. I know you're busy. You're running a mastermind, doing all these amazing things. So I want to thank you so much for being on the coffee in the green room podcast. And for anyone listening, please make sure you hit subscribe to the coffee in the green room podcast, because I have so many more amazing guests coming up. If you thought Don was awesome. Just wait and see what's coming up. So make sure you hit subscribe and I will see you on the next podcast. All right. Thank thank you. you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to the VIP Ignite podcast for free resources. And to learn more about how to become a model, actor, or musician, please head over to ammsociety.com. And if you loved this episode, please head over to iTunes to subscribe and leave us a review. It is very much appreciated. Thank you.